Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of two pros in a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. I will say this. We do have some good news, though. Okay, what's the good news? It's Football Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday, Friday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. 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 Football Friday. Friday. Space heaters. Yeah. Rain. Yeah. It's yeah. cold. Yeah, All right, it is football weather. Football Friday. Out of the air. DMs. Oh, oh. Whoa. Joseph Stumpf. DMs. It is football Friday here. The weather is, is. Wow. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's Lee's oh, forecast where, right there. Where did that come from? <laughs> That's a Lee Delap forecast is what that is right there. Uh, all right. So here's, uh, here's what we need to start with because Jeebus. this is. Too good to pass up. Um, we talked yesterday as the clo- as the show was closing about Aaron Rodgers. He emerged from the darkness, his uh, darkness retreat at Sky Cave or whatever it's called up in Oregon, and that was the uh, details that came out. And then we got further details on what exactly Aaron Rodgers has been up to over the last several days. Now, I was not aware that this was the type of training facility that the elites in the National Football League go to. You guys have always said Arizona is one of the great spots because everything's there. A lot of elite facilities and places to really work on your game in the offseason. But apparently there's now somebody that's trying to make the case for why they are the place to go to if you want to work on your craft in the offseason. Let me just describe these specs for you, and you tell me if you guys are interested. How's a... uh, Partially underground hobbit-like structure with 300 square feet of space, devoid of light, with a queen bed, a bathroom, and a meditation-like mat on the floor, fully powered so at any point the lights hobbit can light. be turned on from inside the room. How's that What's look the for square you? footage? 300 feet. 300 square feet. So what's the size of this room? That's like a hotel in Manhattan, isn't it? Without a view? Yeah. Is that the same thing? Like it's a kinda, closet. Yeah, it's very tiny. You can go to New York and get that. Yeah. They said Hobbit-like. And by the way, in New York, that's probably like 2500 a month. I'd yeah, have what do you to think this say, thing costs? I'd have to say- <laughs> More than that, by the way. There's a height limit for me. If I was a certain height and I was under that limit of, of how tall I am, maybe that might be interesting because <laughs> the moment I hear Hobbit, I just think really small. 
and, and I I'll get I'll I'll panic. I'll panic. It's so weird. I'll panic in a small tight space like you know how people like go to like uh you know like do their like journeys when they go like to see like Jerusalem and stuff like that. You got to walk down them little steps that go in and out of like the mountains and stuff like Very that. Very narrow. I, I can't do that. No. I'll, I'll panic. I'll panic. I'll be like, Q, 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 Q. <laughs> Jonas. <laughs> Jonas, I'm stuck. <laughs> Jonas, am I stuck? Can y'all grab me? Like, no, uh-uh. No. And I'm I'm, is, I'm being dead serious. <laughs> I'll, I'll freak out. I'll freak out. So this wouldn't entertain you. Birdo, I need some lube. Birdo. (laughs) Birdo, I need some lube. I need some lube right now, Birdo. Right now, Birdo, I need some lube. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I mean, have you seen the pictures online? It's kind of a cool little spot, is you it? know. Yeah, it I mean, looks it, cozy. Yeah, it is. Like there's uh, like snow covering it, and then you walk downstairs, and they've got there's you know like a bathtub there. There's it, it's not the total darkness that we were led to believe it was. Okay, like there there is some stuff. There. It's luxury. And as they mentioned, I don't want to go that far, but as they uh, mentioned, you can turn the lights on at any point in time. So that is that is something that you are able to do. It, there. It's a battle of willpower, though. You know, but do you? You know, I, I actually think that's more of the part of the test. Huh. You know, right? I mean, you've got the ability to right there in your room, but do you actually do it? Yeah. I'm like, Hello. <laughs> Did somebody come in here? <laughs> huh? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Who's that? Huh? <laughs> Wait. Was that a mouse? <laughs> Uh, now, now how, no way. So there's now is there is there no food also? Like what about is there? They give you the food, right? Don't they bring well, the food in? I don't think it was he listed taking there. The ashwagandha or whatever it is. Yeah, so it might be like a like a four day, four or five day fast. No yeah. way. No, they well, give you, got, you food. You water. They give you food and water. I don't know. Might even give you some wine. Yeah, but if you really want some of that wine, it, <laughs> some of that wine. Yeah, but if you really want some of that hippie juice to hit you hard, you want to do it on an empty stomach, don't you? I don't know well, what yeah. hippie juice. But like you know that like the the toad venom or whatever he like sucks off the ground. I think it might be like VCR cleaner to like snort it off. Oh no! Like uh, you realize that reference is like so old now. No one gets that. Yeah, well, I mean. To live in a 300 square foot hobbit like hole is pretty old, I think, as well, too. I mean, this this Not seems really. that's actually uh, like mini units, like apartment units are actually becoming more of the fad now. Well, he probably know. did take a pound of, of, of that ooh wee down there with him, though. <laughs> What's ooh-wee. the ooh wee? <laughs> what is the ooh wee? Ooh wee. We'll and then dash. you're not. And then now I will say this. Now that would have me relaxed. Like if I was going down that mountain and going in those small spaces, which are and and, and I, you know, I would be more like, "Hey guys, <laughs> this is really narrow. You think we can make it? You think we should try? Look at my belly, man. Like I don't think I'll make it. <laughs> that would be how I'd handle it then. Yeah, it would. It would be less screaming." I'd just Your be belly more would still relaxed. Get a reference in there? Yeah, oh yeah. Cuz it'd probably be the reason why I don't make it. <laughs> you know, you guys would be like slipping in and out. Hey, where you at, for? Like I'd be sitting there like, "Yeah. I don't think my belly's going to allow me to make it to where you guys are. I'll just see you back at the the hotel." I'll I mean, see, I'll go wait at the the van. I'll be at the the van. 
it looks like someplace it would be at the North Pole. The way it's presented online, if you look at some of the pictures mm-hmm. and some of the videos and the tour. I've never like, been to the North Pole. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you watch some I of these either. Christmas movies where the elves live, like, this is, like, one of the places well, they, they would said go hobbits. To. You yeah. know what a hobbit is, right? Like, Lord of the Rings. Hobbit. <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah. This whole thing is so well, weird, You know man. what this actually made me think of? 2023, two pros and a cup of joe, team building. Like, we, we go away to one of these spots for I'm a team in. building. I'm out. I'm in. Oh, Come on. I'm out. Come on. No way. Come on, VAR. Ooh. Who are, the whole building? show? The whole show? Or just yeah, we, us we three? we go for a show. Maybe we stay a night, you know, have a little team building. Hey, I'm this really is dangerous this. enough. This is dangerous enough being with Lee and Berto's ass is <laughs> literally in this room. In here. With doors separating us. Yeah, but I feel like if Eddie's there, he's the responsible one, so he can keep <laughs> Lee and Berto in check. I just don't think that you could control their flagellants. Well, I'm more worried about Berto not watching porn. So. <laughs> well, I'd probably be there with him. That'd probably be our moment of bonding right? until he, until he, he blew hole. Until he blew phone. Until he blew hole, though, you know. I don't know. Oh, come on. <laughs> Come red, on. Red light district. It's been a yeah. while. Wait. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Was that a LeVar or me? <laughs> One of you guys said the word. I don't know what it was. What word? The S word. No. No, I no, don't think so. I heard it. No. Yeah, well, uh, you, you, you tripping. <laughs> you, you're, you're off of that alawaska. <laughs> That's yeah. all right. Oh, slow morning. Huh. Yeah, that's all right. It's uh, well, you, hey, you, you didn't have your, uh, you know, your performance enhancing video up nah. before the yeah. show. He started thinking about something with an S word yeah. in it. He, just, hey, he, right he wasn't there, a peak arousal. That was yeah. in his mind. Yeah. All right. That, that works, though. Uh, right there. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, this is the latest on the Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah, so what's also, the latest on him? Well, yeah. also, uh, Tom Pelissero uh, spoke with Rich Eisen, and he mm-hmm. said that the Packers want Rodgers back as long as, as he's fully bought in. So I don't know what fully bought well, in means. So now they're – so Back why is Bob pedaling? again reporting one thing and now Pelissero hears something different? Like what? I, I don't get it. Because nobody's on the inner circle. Mm. You know who is in the inner circle though? A bunch of garden gnomes he was hanging out with for four days, garden smoking gnomes. weed with in some I just hobbit-like keep thinking hole. About the little gnomes from Frozen. That's what I keep thinking mm. of. It's kind of it's just my daughters roll into that, so <laughs> I just keep thinking of those little stone people. That's oh. why I imagined when I saw that hut, I was like, oh, they must live there. Oh. The Stone People. Well, it's just at Disney World, so. Hmm. So, where does this rank as far as America, weirdest places you guys? <laughs> as far what's as... the weirdest place you guys have ever been? What's the weirdest space you have ever been in? Like weird. Like this is weird. Oh God, I don't think she's listening. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. I was gonna say. Uh, goodness. I, I would go. I would say. Dang. Weirdest place My I've ever been. My mind went so many different places with that statement you made, but go ahead. Oh, I stayed at a ho- at a motel near the Charleston airport in South Carolina when I first got out there that I don't think I slept at all because I was too busy worried about either who was breaking in and who was taking whatever it was out of my car that was in the parking lot. It was it was sketchy. It was dirty. The I could you could hear everything. It was like one of those motels that still had a sign up that said free HBO after eight PM. Like it was bad. Like that that was probably the worst worst decision I made. Of of among, amongst many bad decisions I've made as far as places to stay. Hmm. Yeah, I'll put that we, right at the top um, of the list. We went on a mission trip in the Dominican one time. 
And the initial hotel we stayed at oh, yeah, was like that. a hostel, and that was fine. Like, like the accommodations weren't great, but I kind of knew that going into it. Well, for some reason, the group wanted to move hotels to some other spot, but they couldn't really – basically, one woman, I'm not going to say who it was, messed up the entire thing. <laughs> like, threw a fit. We're out of the hostel. Now we have nowhere to go. So they have to find, like, this hotel kind of in the middle of nowhere. So, like, pulling up to it, it didn't look that bad. And then you started to realize upon check-in what exactly it was, considering you get a packet of a couple condoms and some lubricant. Oh, and wow. when, I, when I literally went into my room, it's all – it's just mirrors. <laughs> Ceilings, mirrors. Oh, yeah. All the walls, oh. mirrors. And there's neon lights, <laughs> all this stuff. Was Lamar Odom in the next room? I don't know. All I know is my uh, my sister and brother in law pulled up to theirs, and like literally two people ran out. Oh wow! Like two people were were that that room was in use. If you know oh, what I mean. Oh wow! And so they had to get a different room. But like it was, I didn't sleep at all. There was like ants in this in the room and all this stuff. It was <laughs> not, very unclept, un, unclean. I like took some of the towels, like laid them down, and just laid on top of them. It was. It was one of the grossest, most uncomfortable places I've ever. I don't think I slept more than thirty minutes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. So upon further review, the Hobbit-like structure doesn't sound all that, that bad. That would be way more comfortable. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. I think when I was fourteen years old, I went to I went to Europe to play basketball, and we stayed at host homes in in um in Germany, Strasbourg, Germany. And the way the home was configured, it was almost like an indoor outdoor home. So it's like you're you're walking outdoors, you're indoors, but you're walking outdoors to get to where you're going to the restroom or where you showered, stuff like that. It was like vegetation everywhere it's like being at a hardwood uh, hardware store you go out to the lawn and garden area you know you leave the actual store you go out and you got lawn and garden but it was like an older home like an older structure and it just it weirded me out really bad really badly like almost like it's it's something wild like almost like you're exposed to the only thing that's really keeping you away from outdoors, which this sounds really weird because the way, you know, I mean, a door separates you from outside when you're in a home, right? But not your bedroom door. I guess that's what makes it legitimate, right? When you go to your home where you're going to stay, you go inside, your front door is your, this separates me from everything else. That shouldn't be your bedroom door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it was kind of like the minute I opened my bedroom door to get to the other rooms, you had to go through another door to get to like where they sat down to eat. Like, and I'm telling you, this was like a traditional German family. Like I was eating chocolate or whatever it is, like how you put Nutella on, like they were getting like, like bread, like they went and got the bread that you ate. Nice soft pretzel. It it was not a pretzel. It was like a baguette type of deal or whatever. I, I it was like they went and like got on their bicycle, went and got it, right? Had the chocolate, boom. Put the bread together, all this stuff. Anyway, to get to where I was eating with my host family, I had to go 
out of my door, which put me outside. I'm outside, and it's cold, super cold. Walk down the steps, turn here. There's a bedroom there. They got a bedroom right here. There's your bathroom right there, and then here's where they eat. And then you go through that door, and you sit down, and you eat, and it's like you're exposed to outside. I guess it should have been considered cool. Like, this is like a cool-ass structure. but It sounds fun. It freaked me out. It freaked me out. I was freaked out. Like I was kind of, and I think we, I think I was there if I recall correctly. It was, it was multiple days. It was like two or three days. Cause we were in a basketball camp. It was an Adidas camp. Yeah, but you probably fit right in with the rest of the community. I certainly stood out. <laughs> what do you mean? And so did my teammates. <laughs> well, what does that mean? Well, yeah. we were black. I've heard of in Germany. I mean, we're gonna. There's, there's no black people in Germany. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, Kanye and uh, Jay Z did a song on it. Uh, you know. Uh, I mean, what what was what? it called? You're trying but, to tell but me they were in another part of 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 Europe. You're trying to tell me no it's member about Paris. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell me no member of Ramstein was black. Uh, I, one, one, you're the only person who references Ramstein. Yeah. No, There's only one. It's like a, one of the great German techno metal bands of all time. What are you talking about? I'm trying to put people up on a little bit of game. Yeah, to, don't. Yeah, but I didn't feel uncomfortable being a black man in a German family, a traditional German family's house. <laughs> it was, the and there's so many different ways we could have took that one. <laughs> there's so many different ways that could go, and I don't, I don't ever want to get canceled, or you know, end up like Kyrie or anybody like that. <laughs> there are so many different directions you could go in. But what I will say is, very nice people, um, very accommodating. It was, it was a beautiful thing. They're big basketball fans. Um, I had a great time. Nothing to do with that. Just, just more so. It was just I had never been in a structure where, like, you had to grab like a handle that came out of the ceiling. That's how you flush the toilet. Like, it was, it was. I, I don't even want to say it was primitive because it wasn't. I don't think it was primitive. It was just different. It yeah. was just the configuration, and I don't know if that was normal or or not. But it definitely was a little like. Like, I don't know. I was like kind of like, you know, well, concerned. I mean, if you want to upgrade. I'm 14 years old, of course, but, you know. I mean, if you want to yeah. upgrade, there's a 300-square-foot Hobbit-like structure up in Oregon you can check out. Yeah. That's, if that uh, tickles Hobbit, your fancy. Like, uh, it uh, is two pros. Do you dress like a Hobbit uh, when, you, when you do this? Who knows? I mean, maybe grow his hair out again. Who knows? Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, there's a situation at quarterback going on in the NFC South. You know, that division that was, I think, maybe the worst division in all of football. But we're going to find out who picked uh, the winners from that division coming up here as we look back on our season picks. And there were some bad ones. I've already gotten a glimpses to uh, some of my picks from before the year. So we're going to get to that later on this hour. But uh, Jeff Darlington... Brady's drinking buddy on St. Patty's Day every year of ESPN. He says that Kyle Trask is likely to be the starting quarterback week one of the season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that GM Jason Light believes he's the best quarterback in the division. And so the current quarterbacks in the NFC South right now, LeVar, your guy, Matt Matt Corral, Jacob Eason, Desmond Ritter, Marcus Mariota, Logan Woodside, Jameis Winston, Jake Luton, and then Taysom Hill. Mm. So that is the list of quarterbacks, and that is why uh, the GM for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers feels like Kyle Trask is the best uh, of the bunch. But what about outside of the South? Well, I'm just saying right now, these are these are guys that are under contract. But, but uh, what I'm saying is, is if you're basing what the success of your team is going to be during the season, if if the list of quarterbacks are that poor – what are you basing your comparison off of the 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 list of poor quarterbacks? You know what I mean? Like, okay, so you have the best quarterback in the NFC South, but what about the rest of the NFC? Well, yeah, the, I don't, don't you want to have a quarterback that can help you compete against the teams that don't have a a, a quarterback that's either unproven <laughs> or just not considered yeah, but, to be an elite quarterback? Yeah, but he just retired, so they're they're looking around, going, and the way their salary cap is at, I think they're way over the cap. 
right now. I think they're so, – so I don't know what their options are as far as a quarterback goes. But uh, nonetheless, it looks like it's going to be Kyle Trask and Tampa Bay to take over for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So this is Todd Bowles' last year as the head coach? Oh, come on. Oh, Have geez. a little faith. No, I was asking a question. I, I wasn't making a statement. It was a question. Y'all's response answered my question. So all right, we can move on. Y'all's response was the answer. (laughs) They they should feel good about Trask. Did they draft him in the second round? Yes. And I mean, did did they trade up for him? I thought Uh, it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, it's where they took him. But if they take him in the second round, you'd think that they feel good enough to take him there. No, that's true. I mean, bottom line is eventually he was going to get a shot to be the guy. So this is that opportunity now for him. But so is this the top Bulls' last year? If if it don't work out, (laughs) yeah, probably. I mean, I, I said it to you guys before. I think there's some teams setting up to get Caleb Williams and Drake May. I just I think that's what teams are setting up to do. They're two of the better prospects we've seen in, in quite some time, and I think that's what some of these teams could be setting up for. It sounds awful, but I'm telling you right now, that's if, if you're looking across the league, and if you don't have a Patrick Mahomes, if you don't have a Joe Burrow, if you don't have a Josh Allen – Probably a Justin Herbert falls in that category. You don't got a shot. That's that's just the truth of the matter. Jalen Hurts, you know, I think has developed into that. Although, you know, that roster, they've got a ton of free agents. You know, two on the offensive line, two on the defensive line, a couple players in the secondary, Edwards at linebacker, you know, Sanders at running back. They've got a they've got a Pasco at wide receiver. They've got a number of guys who are going to be free agents. And Hertz has to be extended, so you know they're gonna they're gonna fall into that category of how does Howie Roseman build it, that roster around Hertz on his second deal because he's gonna get paid, and and then we'll see how Hertz is able to to manage all of that because we've seen Mahomes now for years on his rookie deal and not on his rookie deal be able to manage the whole thing. You know the Bengals are about ready to experience that with Burrow. So what happens with T Higgins? You know, can they afford to keep him, or is, is he going to be traded off? You know, it, it, there's just there's all those scenarios and how you're able to do it. And, and I know a bunch of people think that you can't pay your quarterback still win Super Bowls. No, you can. No one's saying you can't do that, but your quarterback's got to be special. He's got to be the type of guy that can elevate the level of everyone else out around him. Now, look, in regards to the Bucks, maybe they feel like Kyle Trask has the ability to do some of that. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, but – I think more often than not, they look at guys like Caleb Williams and Drake May in college right now, and they go, that's who I'd like to set myself up to be able to go get in the 2024 draft because they look like that type, those types of players. The NFC South is the NFC East of this year coming up, it, of the season coming up. You're really coming hard at the NFC South today. I'm just saying. The NFC East was supposed to be considered to be the poorest of of divisions coming into this season, and they they actually exceeded expectations. Right, you had the Eagles play in the Super Bowl; they played well. The Giants re, re resurge or reemergence as as a good team. Uh, Washington closed out the season pretty pretty strong, and you had Dallas that that made it into the playoffs. So. Uh, you know, there's the opportunity, there's the chance that they could, you know, exceed expectations as it applies to, you know, what the season looks like. But today, 
today I'm I'm not I'm not high on the South. I'm not high on, they're the they're the new. The, to me, I'm projecting them to be the the the, the division that you say is like the poorest di- division. Like that's the poor division. Well, with Tom Brady, the division winner won eight games last year. So that, that ought to tell you. And they were an underdog at home against the Cowboys in a playoff game. And that and, game and got trashed. Yeah, and that game wasn't even close. So I just what happened to Jameis Winston? I thought Jameis Winston and New Orleans was going to be the perfect setup. And then the weird stuff that was happening last year where Andy Dalton threw like three or four picks against Arizona and still got to keep his job. And they just rolled with that for the remainder of the year. And it felt like Taysom Hill was getting more love at the end of the year. I know Jameis Winston was dealing with some injuries, but I thought Jameis Winston in New Orleans was was a move that was was going to pay off. I was thinking the same thing. What happened to Jameis Winston? Is it because he does weird off-season workouts? He's not in a hobbit hole like Aaron Rodgers, and so now he just loses an opportunity to play again? This is terrible. Maybe because he was in the, in the cannibalism. I mean, didn't he try to eat his own hand? Oh, he did. That was a weird public it, it display. Was a w point. Was about, it was know. a W. Good point. It was a male, It was a, a flesh W. Yep. And, oh. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I just, that, that weirded me out in so many different ways. <laughs> Yeah, a little uh, little Dahmer yeah. going on there. Is he really going to yeah. do this? Is he yeah. really going to uh, bite off one of his own fingers? <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you had I mean, te- he was enjoying it. For if, you, if you had a teammate do that in a huddle, would you ever look at him the same again if he was trying to get you fired up? If he would have broke out a bottle of hot sauce, I would have been through. Like, that's, that's like, yeah, hot sauce W. Would you have asked for a trade immediately after uh, the game? I would have. I, I would have wondered... Are, is your mental stability okay? Like, are we good? You're you're trying to eat a W. Like, you you literally ate your W. I mean, is it worse than stealing crabs from a Publix? Because he did that. I mean, he explained that story before, by the way. Which you know, it wasn't as it wasn't like. I kind of feel like it was like he thought it was more of a hookup. It was. You know? That's what he, it was. He, it wasn't like he went in there and was like, "All right, I'm trying to sneak him out." Like, he, right? He he had a guy who was hooking him up, and and they got caught. caught. He's got yeah. what? He's got a crab dealer. And that at happens. Publix? That happens at Florida State. I mean, well, some guys got a crab deal coming out of Vegas. Yeah. You know, it just depends on what kind of crab deal. You have. <laughs> some people get crab deals no matter where you live. That's depending right. on how you roll. It could be Chocolate City. It yeah. could be a bunch yeah. of different places. That yeah. is true. Yeah, that that is true. I didn't think about that part. That's yep. that's a great point. Again, yeah. you guys are on it today, just, man. You yeah. don't want them king crabs. <laughs> no. no, no, yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, tough to cook. Huh. Yeah, you don't want any of them crabs. In yeah. fact, yeah. Yeah. So big they'll eat you. If they're if they're that big, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> they're in trouble. I hear you, man. I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah. That that makes all the sense in the world. Oh man. Yeah. Um, all right, so that is uh, that's an update on the quarterback situation in the NFC South. Oh, we're done with that. Okay. Well, I mean, like, yeah. what else? I mean, what else? It's, I mean, it's they, way, shaping up so, to be the worst division. So of football. hold on, let me let me throw this out there. But the Bucks won last year eight and nine. Yes. Does, do any of you guys think that like they're, anyone's going to finish better than that this year no. based on what they have going in the season? No, not, not based off of what we're looking at. Eight eight is is pretty. What is that? That's ambitious. I think Carolina is going to win the division. Yeah, that, I'm with you on that. That's my early pick what, for the what, NFC seven South. Seven wins? 
whatever it is. I, th- I think Carolina's got talent there, and if they do land a quarterback in the draft, if that's the direction they want to go, or they, who knows, go free agency or, or land one of these veterans, that feels like a team that you look at and go, they could make a jump. No offense to I, Matt Rule and what happened last year, but they did. They well, were in contention. They would be I'm a fan with his team. of Frank Reich and a young quarterback, too. He's done it before. He had Wentz Young, some of his best time there. Um, I just I feel like he's got experience doing that. And I, I think if they draft one, they play one right away, that could work. It, un- unless it ends up being a veteran. I'm just I'm not sure who that veteran would be. And as I said before, they've gone that route. If I'm David Tepper, I'm like, man, I, I'm not sure I want to do this again. I'd rather just go with a young guy we draft in the top ten and invest into that guy. And by the way, Frank Reich went that route in Indianapolis and got burned. Like, I just think Indi- uh, Atlanta is a Atlanta is a to me they're intriguing team. That's an intriguing team because they were competitive. They were competitive with Mariota at quarterback, and and I think Pitts went out. I think he got hurt or something to that effect this year. I mean, they have some real tools to be able to to win. They they show that they can be a very competitive football team. I think that's the most intriguing team to look at, out depending on who they have at quarterback. But I, I, I like Atlanta. I don't. I think they did my guy Calvin Ridley a little dirty, personally. Okay. But you know, guy can't place a parlay or two for fifteen hundred dollars, and then you're just gonna like send him off to Jacksonville like and, that. And what will Tampa Bay's defense look like? I mean, how what's the you know what's the retention there? Who's coming back? Who's leaving? I think that will play a major part. They they kind of let them down, not not kind of. They 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 let their team down this year. They were supposed to be a better defense than what they showed this year, especially in that playoff game. They they just did not look like the defense that that helped lead them to all the success that they had when Tom Brady got there. You know, you mentioned Atlanta, one of the uh, stories that's been thrown out there. And again, this could all just be garbage, but this is one of the things that has been thrown out as a possibility that, uh, you know, maybe Atlanta calls the Bears and says, how much do you really like Justin Fields? And maybe they make a move and the Bears go ahead and take Bryce Young at number one. One of the uh, one of the ideas that's been thrown out there, if you want to fix that quarterback position in Atlanta, because they're sitting at nine so are sitting at eight rather. So I don't know who's going to be sitting there for them if they don't believe in Desmond Ritter. But you could upgrade the position and grab Justin Fields, who is from Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, from from the area. So a little bit of a homecoming there. Why does everyone saying. though always make it about where the player's from? It's important. Is it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Come on. Why man. is that important? Okay. Like, why do you and I connect? Because we're both from Ohio, <laughs> like Lavar. Like what? It like all this stuff makes sense. You know. <laughs> LeVar, here's the thing is, on, on a real note, there's probably some people that take legitimate offense to that because you're definitely not from Ohio. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? I mean, it's maybe like no different than if he claimed he was from PA, like where LeVar is from. <laughs> I yeah. am. You're not no, from there, too. You're not. You're not. The Big 33, that was named after me. Nobody responds to you, though. What That's are you talking about? Nobody, if you were there, no one would respond to you. Uh, you I, think I it's humorous. There's someone out there right now who would, would kick your ass for trying to claim this. Yeah. Well, I, before they kick my ass, they can kiss my ass. Oh, I can be wow. from wherever I want to be from. So if I want to be from Dublin or from the Berg, I can do both. Okay. I've been to Dublin. 
All right. Well, you've been claim one where time. You're from. That's all right. Been there, you've been there one time. One was enough. I showed Q how how people are in those situations. Like, you know, when we were at Penn State and we were doing the big yeah. noon show, I showed. I mean, there was a demonstration of it's different when you know when somebody that isn't from there they know we know. Yeah, Rob Stone was trying to get the crowd pumped up. Yeah, it was funny. And Lavar had to take over and show him what it really meant. I was yeah. like, "That's right." Rob was that's like, "We are." They were like, "We are." They were looking at Rob we like, "We are." Like, what you're a, not. What, you're, this ain't a we are. Rob thing. think he was doing an MLS game or something. He, uh, what, hey, one right? more time, Lavar. How did how did Rob sound? He was like, "We are." <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we are. <laughs> then it turned into a question like, like a, a real question. it wasn't a chant it turned into a real question like we we are are we <laughs> <laughs> then you took it from there well i just had yeah. to help help out you know it hits differently when when you're from where you say you're from or if you're part of the mob that you're a part of we just you know you recognize one another just like when even in the midst of a hostile environment you know urban throughout the oh and there were enough people there where it resonated they finished it off you're not from ohio you're not from pittsburgh or pa no. oh, it's just yeah. it's just accept it man it's wow. okay that, that that's the problem is if, yeah. if you ever made it out to big noon they'd be able to sniff out the fact that you're not one of them well i would especially in the midwest i would yeah. prepare for the occasion no, so I would, you, I would, you would you would be dressed how you normally dress and you'd stick out like a sore thumb like not, always. Not true. I uh, would love to hear you scream, we are, okay, at a Penn State game. I would love to hear it. I mean, I would show up, first of all, I would go on the gas immediately after whatever. If we decide, all right, we're going to bring you out to Big Noon kickoff, I, like whatever I could possibly get my hands on, I'd go on the gas and I would be torn up from the floor up. And I would show up. I mean, because if I'm going to Ohio, here here would be the move. This is how you dress in Ohio: Dockers, oh my God, Sperry boat shoes. That's messed up. And it's, a polo shirt. That's messed up. Bro. Why is that messed oh, up? Oh man, maybe it's just a, messed maybe, up. Maybe a Hollister coat. Oh, you know, depending gosh. on what the weather's like. Oh, Hollister. Coat. Who are you coming at right now? Are you going after the meat? I'm not going after it. No, no, no. Who are you no, going no, after? No they, no, they dress with class. All right. That is a, that's that wasn't different. classy, what you just said? No, I'm just saying. Like, I want to I'm I telling blend you, in. they wouldn't even swing at you. They'd slap you. Mm. Like, you just get slapped. Mm. Like, that's how disrespectful it'd be. I mean, this is just, uh, I, I don't think mm. violence is the answer. But again, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so maybe you guys do oh, it different. Now you're going to switch to Pittsburgh. I'm a whore. I'll go from Ohio to Pittsburgh. Well, you're going to get that whore slap right. Right on back to where you came from in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Who are we talking to? Hey, talking to your ass. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever he's been still on the line. Get off the show. Oh, off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a report that just dropped via The Athletic that before the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson to the Broncos, that Russell Wilson requested that the team fire head coach Pete Carroll and general manager John Snyder. And the bullet points on this are as such that Russell Wilson was convinced that both the head coach and GM of the Seahawks were getting in the way of his quest to win additional Super Bowls and individual awards, according to league sources who spoke to The Athletic, and (laughs) that the quarterback preferred a replacement. That guy would be Sean Payton who recently, who uh, right before that had stepped down from New Orleans, so Russell Wilson wanted to work so with Sean gets, Payton. So he gets what he wanted. He does. And then Russell Wilson placed his request to fire the coach and GM in February of 2022. Within days of the call, 
top team officials met and decided to pursue trading the nine-time Pro Bowler. And Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, as you mentioned, are back reunited in Denver. But now, when you look back on how excited Pete Carroll was to beat Russell Wilson week one, all the former teammates that came back, how Pete never missed an opportunity to take a little bit of a dig at Russell Wilson this past season – If these reports are true, now it kind of makes some sense why there was sort of the animosity that Pete Carroll carried towards Russell Wilson even after he was gone, according to The Athletic. Hmm. How about it? It's a lot. A little bit of spice on a Friday. It it hurts me to hear that. And the reason why I say this is, you know, I spent half a year there, right? Basically sort of the offseason to the last cuts in 2013. Um Everything I witnessed during my time there from March until the end of August, that team was special. The culture was special. Everything that John Schneider and Pete Carroll had built was special. And Russell was not the type of player to make that sort of demand. Now, granted, this is before you know, they won the Super Bowl because they won it that year, made it to back-to-back, and, and he came more into stardom. But it's sad to hear that because you know the conversation that I had after working out with them and where they, you know, invited me up and I sat down with John Schneider and he talked about, you know, why they wanted to bring me in. <clears throat> it really was talking about Russell. And he said, you know, we really feel like we have lightning in a bottle. We feel like this young man is, you know, everything that we were hoping for. You know, he's, he's not the biggest guy, but he, he checks off every other box. And we feel like we can win a Super Bowl with him. And he said, we need, you know, a good veteran presence around him to continue to help him grow, help him learn how to break down film and prepare and study and all those things. And Russell was the type that was very, very mature, even though he was going into his second year in the league. And so, you know, I kind of took it on upon myself to try to, you know, have that sort of impact on him during my time there in Seattle with him. But he really just came off as a very humble, hardworking guy who was just trying to kind of fit in the, this locker room filled with alphas. I mean, and I mean alphas. Like, you talk about guys like a Richard Sherman, for example. You know, Cliff Averill, who are older guys, um, who, who led from the defensive side of the ball. Chris Clemens, you know, coming off the coming off one the of edge. my babies. Red Bryant, you know, I mean, biggest dude in the locker room. You, know, you talk about some of the alphas that you had that were really led that, that from the defensive side of the ball. You know that was a place where you know at times when you go out there and compete, man, you were just trying to survive. Like you couldn't have an off day. That team was so loaded and so stacked that like every single drill was always competitive because every single guy on that roster, if you didn't make Seattle's roster, you made another roster. That's how competitive it was. I mean, I remember even like just in preseason games, beating the life out of teams. Like it wasn't even close. Just because of how talented and, and deep that roster was coming into training camp. Like I, I'd never, I'd never been a part of a roster where you look and you're like, every single one of these dudes is going to be on a roster somewhere. Like there's none of them, are, none of them. Like this, this is not the end for any of these players. And and that's, so my point is just, it was such a unique culture of of competitiveness that. John Snyder and Pete Carroll had built, you know, Russell was such a, um, just a, a very, like, pleasure to be around as far as how he conducted his business, how he handled himself, 
you know, being very mature for a guy who's like early on in his his career at taking a team to the playoffs in, in his first year as a rookie and some of the stuff he was doing. And so it's it's sad to see what happens. You know, and maybe it's it's from a you know, success and maybe it's ego driven and however you want to look at it, but you know, when you start to hear the truth of the matter afterwards, it, it makes a lot of sense for why Pete Carroll, you know, said and did some of the things he did. I mean, can you imagine a player, you know, guys coming in asking you to be fired? You know, behind your back, not knowing it. I mean, maybe it's one thing if Russell just said it straight to his face, but it sounded like he was going to try, trying to go behind their back to to make this stuff happen. And you know, I think this this past year was a big win for Pete Carroll and John Schneider. You know, first off, because I, I think John Schneider had the best draft class of anyone. If you look at the amount of rookies they had that impacted their team, two offensive linemen, a running back in Kenneth Walker. Um, their their cornerback Tariq Wollen, who was phenomenal this year, uh, they had a number of players actually on defense. But if you really break down which you know which teams rookie draft picks had a big impact, you know KC is up there, but Seattle's right there too. And and I, I would I find it hard to believe that Pete Carroll was looking at this team and John Schneider's looking at this team saying we're not trying to win a Super Bowl every year. Like that's just not how Pete's driven. Like from my time being around Pete, it didn't matter what we were doing. It could have been tiddlywinks, horseshoes, whatever it was. He was trying to win. Like that, That's just a competitive guy. So it's, it's sad to see that that relationship fractured because I know in the beginning they really, really, really felt he was special because uh, those are the conversations that I had that Russell wasn't in the room and that was what was being told to me. So it's sad to see it, it got to that, po- that point. So it goes on to say in this article from The Athletic that a lawyer for Russell Wilson wrote a letter to The Athletic and he characterized the assertion that Wilson called for Carroll's and uh, Schneider's firing as, quote, entirely fabricated. The Seahawks declined to comment for the story. So it went on just to discuss his first year in Denver. They talked to more than 15 Broncos players, coaches and staffers about the season. And the way that it was painted was what a lot of people assume, that you had a quarterback who got way too much power and you had a, a head coach that was way too accommodating. And it just spun out of control and it spun out of control fast. Uh, Russ, it strikes me as he's the type of guy that always felt like him being an overachiever would lead to him being to where he ended up in in life and and sometimes that driving factor that fuel that motivator can lead you down some dangerous dangerous paths I I, I know for me I probably I, I can say I, I not probably I honestly have experienced what fame fortune and and notoriety can bring your way you know, I dated celebrities. I I had you know clout and and conversations and 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 situations where I could dictate things based off of what my accomplishments had had created. I ended up being on you know being around you know celebrities and being on sets and stuff like that. I mean, you're talking about a dude that was in, you know, the movie of Entourage and stuff like that and then ends up marrying a a, a, a you know, performer, a, a celebrity. I just think that when you look at all of the things, 
from a surface level because I do not know the 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 the, the guy. I don't know him at all, and I don't want to like un, unjustly characterize him. But from from an outsider's perspective, who has experienced um, a, a lot of the things that he has experienced, and not as a quarterback, but I've experienced it. I just think that his success got the best of him. And and I think that you saw the ultimate sum of of some of that success getting the best of him and how his performance, you know, was this season. You know, sometimes the things that are best for you aren't the things that you 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 know you sometimes go for or or end up doing. And I think that that's I mean I think this story is, doesn't come come across to me as a military secret. I don't think that it, I'm I'm shocked by it by any any means. I think that Russell Wilson is to his heart just again observation. I think he's a good dude. I think Russ is a good dude. I think he's an upright dude. I think he does things wants to do things the right way, and he wants to be recognized for doing things the right way. I just think sometimes when you turn that that type of approach to what you do in your life, when you turn it inside out and you look at it, some of the motivations might be off. You know, some of the I heard you say ego. Sometimes the ego gets into the way and, and you're doing great things and you want to continue to do great things and you want to be looked at as the greatest. I mean, I, I recall the conversations that were being had when uh, he was at the Super Bowl that Tom Brady was in that they won. And how he was with the the commissioner and the biggest conversations that came out is that Russ wanted to do the same exact thing that Tom Brady did. He wanted to have the ability to bring in who he wanted to bring in and handle things the way that that Tom Brady had handled them. And I just I, I just think that he got a little too far that what they say too far out over his skis on what he was thinking that he could accomplish and in, in his fantasy world versus what you're really able to accomplish in the world of reality. And, and you know, sometimes that's, that happens. Do you believe that he asked for Pete Carroll and John Snyder to Hell be yes. fired? Yes. Yeah, I believe it too. And and I'm not going to say he said in that way, like, I want you fired. I believe he probably, if, if anything, would have said there's, the you know, in, in order to create a better winning environment, I think that bringing in someone, instead of us continuing to fire offensive coordinators and try to figure it out that way why not bring in a coach that understands it the way that a Sean Payton understands it and let's go get these Super Bowls I believe he presented it in a way where it made sense to him and it was worth presenting because otherwise that's 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 egregious to do that to take that approach that's egregious which is why Pete Carroll's got to be coming off last season going I know we lost in the first round of the playoffs but Considering what we were dealt in the offseason, that we had somebody calling for my job and for the GM's job after we were the ones that drafted this guy in the third round and then decided to start him, go against the quarterback and Matt Flynn, who we paid, and then they did what they did this past season, revitalized Geno Smith's career. He did a hell of a job. He's probably looking at a contract extension Brady brought up the rookie draft class was phenomenal in comparison to you know the Jets and some of these other great rookie draft classes. Oh, and by the way, after all that, we've got the fifth overall pick because of the trade with Russell Wilson. I mean, 
bar outside of winning a Super Bowl and all the other things that come along with that, Pete Carroll's got to be coming off this past season, if this report is true, and got to be feeling great about where he stands in comparison to Russell Wilson. It went as perfect as possible for Pete Carroll. So that is the uh, that is the story out of uh, out of from the athletic that Russell Wilson called for jobs, specifically John Schneider and Pete Carroll to be fired before last season. And they made their choice. So there it I is. Just oh man. I, I wonder I wonder where it all changed. If it changed after the Super Bowl, if it changed after some of the, the consistent success, if it was watching other guys do it. You know, if there was outside influences, you know, people who came into his life, I started talking to him like that. Because um, it, it just, it doesn't, again, it, it wasn't the guy who I remember playing with and getting to know then. And and that's the sad thing is is that person, I think, was best suited to help lead a team to win because was, he was so centered on the team. It was He wasn't centered on himself. And I think there's something to be said for that. And there's something. I think that's a great summing up of it. And and also when you mentioned the comparison and him wanting to you know have what Tom Brady had, like yeah, Tom Brady, you know, celebrity wife, uh, supermodel, family, money, commercials, endorsements, fame, all that stuff. But I've never heard a teammate of Tom Brady's come out with really anything bad to say about him. Everybody loves the guy that he's always been pretty consistent through his entire career about who he was. And it feels like Russell Wilson just veered off, wanted to do something different, wanted to have control, and then you ended up with what you ended up with in Denver uh, this past season. It was this disaster. We're crazy late, but, I, I mean, when you look at Tom Brady, and I've known Tom since since college, Tom Brady, to look at from the outside, looks like a super arrogant dude. And that could be like kind of the, the conclusion that you draw. You could look at Russell Wilson and you could draw the same conclusion. He comes across as an arrogant dude, you know, over the last, you know, two, three years. One thing about it, and I can't say this about Russ because I've never met him, but if you ever were around Tom Brady, Tom Brady is one of the most gracious, humble dudes that you'll be around. You know, I, I could say some names that, that are connected to having success that – come across one way and they're very much that way in person like won't even acknowledge your presence and that there's someone that should be considered to be a counterpart a comrade of sorts and and they wouldn't even acknowledge your your presence of being around them their arrogance level their arrogance meter is on high so I don't know which one Russ is but I just feel like the things that he does doesn't paint the picture that that's still the you know the person that you said a, a humble you know kind of team first type of guy that's just not you know when you and I I had to say it's like obvious stuff like you know bear with me you who you married you know the the outfits that you wear to the game you know like when when I saw the what was it salmon shiny suit shiny shoes uh, prom prom outfit that he wore this isn't about your team. This is purely about whatever it is your agenda is for yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Russ. I think it it has become very apparent. I mean, when you're on the sideline telling your 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 people to to scream out "run pass" and you're an, like to understand the culture of football, that's a no no. That's a no no. A quarterback can come over to the defensive side and encourage us, but if you you got an offensive guy. 
that's doing things like that, that's like you're crossing the line of of an unspoken written rule. <laughs> banjo, you, banjo. You you mow your lawn and we'll mow our lawn, and together we're going to handle our jobs and do what we need to do and win. It just seems like someone who's gotten so far ahead of himself in terms of what he believes his responsibilities are, and it's gone horribly wrong for him. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.